Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I'm going to show people in an absolutely irrefutable way that we are not in any way operating under the so-called representative republic that they push all the time out in media on every side. It's just not true. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth, hard truth, ugly truth. For the most part, a lot of people don't even want to hear the truth, but you're better off hearing it. And the truth is that I was a constitutional conservative, fooled by that scam, that grift for years and years and years, believed all the crap about the Constitution, getting back to it and the Republic and all the different crap of the voting and the freedom. I'd swallow it all whole, ran around promoting it. It's just an absolute fool. And then about 25 years ago, I got the Internet. And in fairly short order, I figured out, wow, I'd been scammed. These con-cons were grifters. <laughs> they were there to keep me on a tax plantation. And when I figured that out, I became self-certified as a master practitioner. And I've also given myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for all the fantastic work I've done on these podcasts, explaining the truth to people, try to save them time and trouble and wake a few up. <laughs> and I love having fake awards because the world's so fake, I think it does a nice job of highlighting how people can be so easily fooled by credentials, constitutional expert, constitutional litigator, and all this other shit that I try to show people. Hopefully the COVID scam that ran for years showed people that having credentials, official credentials, doesn't mean shit. So I like my fake awards. <laughs> All right, enough fooling around. Let's get this show going. So I want to make a show today. It's kind of a, I don't know, a reaction to the fact that I get so tired of people imagining that constitutional conservatives have answers when they clearly do not have answers. It's been shown again and again and again, 250 years of moving in one direction, and yet it's always just an endless series of excuses. And I get really, really tired of the fact that those guys drain off everybody we need, and they do it for money. It's very clear the people in the media are making millions, tens of millions of dollars misleading people. And the people who continue to believe that those guys are on your side are, they're delusional. They're just, there's no other word for it than delusional. Because the things that constitutional conservatives and media push will never work. If they could work, they would have already worked. And the fundamental problems with this idea of voting and primarying, letting your voice be heard, writing letters and sending checks and all this other shit, and all the problems that up in Washington exist with our so-called representative government, besides all the structural things I've discussed, and we'll discuss more and more podcasts, the most fundamental problem with the system that we have right now, and the reason it definitely does not work and can't ever work, is because we don't have an actual representative government. See, we don't actually have that because we don't really have representatives up there. <laughs> and the reason we don't have representatives up there is because the system has scaled so much since the beginning. And yet people continue to talk about it as though the system has not scaled up. 
And it has scaled up. And lots of things don't work when they scale up. And representative government is the absolute heart of the matter of things that don't scale up. If you don't scale up and actually continue to have representative government, then all talk about representative government is complete nonsense. And we don't have representative government because we don't have any real representatives. Because the number of representatives who we have up there is only 435. <laughs> and at the beginning of this country, the percentage of people who we would have up there as representatives would have been so much greater that you'd actually have representatives. And so all talk of voting and representation and freedom and a representative democracy and a representative republic and all this other crap that these constitutional conservatives talk about all the time is totally and completely meaningless until you actually start getting a decent number of representatives up there. Therefore, we can have representation. And what would a decent number of representatives up there look like, right? What would it look like? Well, if we just look at some of the original stuff from the holy founders and all the other crap, one of the things they wanted to put in there was that the number of representatives can never be fewer than one per 30,000 people. That was one of the things they considered putting in there. They didn't put it in there. Why they didn't, I don't know. I don't care. There was a lot of debate about it. I suspect it was all the same kind of thing, which is a scam. And oh, don't worry, the people will always be representative. If it got out of hand, the people will just tell them they'll make sure it happens. But my point is not to try to prove that the Constitution was a complete scam and, and screwed us entirely from the Articles of Confederation, which actually worked. But just to show you that even if we're just going to talk about the Constitution with all of the absurd, endless problems it's got, if you fix this one thing, the vast majority of problems we have would go away. The vast majority of problems would go away. Because let's look at the numbers. If, in fact, we still had that same kind of number, 1 in 30,000, what would that look like today? Well, back then, 20% of the people they were considering were all slaves. So that's 24,000. You've got to knock 20% off that number. And then half of that number was women. So you're down to 12,000. That's really what it would look like today. One representative per 12,000 people. Now, I'm not going to include the fact that the vast majority of white males over 21 couldn't vote either. They weren't landowners and you had all these morality clauses and all this other stuff. Ultimately, the number was very, very small. So very small percentage of people were actually allowed to vote. But I'm going to live with the 1 per 12,000, which is basically the exact same number of 1 per 30,000 back then because of the calculation I just showed you. You've got to take out the slaves. They knew there were slaves. They knew half the people were women and none of them could vote. So you're down to basically them thinking about 1 in 12,000. And again, all those other exceptions really probably gets down to about 1 in 5,000 or 1 in 4,000. But I will live with 1 in 12,000. And if you just did that, you would have 27,500 representatives up there in Washington. <laughs> 27,500 is what they almost required, in effect, for the governance to truly be a representative republic. So you could have representation. Compare that to 435. See? 
See, this is where the fundamental problem is. This is why you don't have a voice. This is why they don't listen to you. This is why they feel free to lie to you. This is why they raise so much money and are so out of touch and don't care what you think. Because with those kinds of disparities and what would actually be representative government at a federal level and what we actually have, there's no possible way to make any kind of argument that what we have in any way even remotely resembles the so-called government that the holy founders envisioned. See, that one thing. And do constitutional conservatives ever bring that up? Do they ever bring it up? (laughs) No, they don't ever bring it up. Right. See, so we can know where the real problem is right away. You wouldn't have to worry about controlling your congressman if your congressman was only elected for every 12,000 people. You wouldn't have to. You'd know him or her or she or it or they or whatever the hell you wanted to put in there. And when you can know everybody that you represent, you don't have to raise huge amounts of money in order to be elected. You don't. And that's where another huge problem is. It's also not possible to buy people when you only have 12,000 people you're representing. (laughs) You're not going to be able to not represent them. This is not going to be possible. People are going to know. They're going to keep track. That's smaller than the vast majority of city councils. It's so much smaller. Like in the city I live, you get Basically, one representative for about 25,000 people. And that's considered great. And it's not hard to run for those city council positions. It doesn't cost a lot of money. But it'd be twice as good a representation as what I got in my own city and town. See, and they're very, very close to the people. Because it's just basically a neighborhood of people. So... Okay, well, when you have a neighborhood, if you choose to live in one of these fucked up, weird, faringified, calergified neighborhoods where nobody agrees with anybody, well, I don't even know how you're going to get somebody elected. See, I don't even know if you can get somebody elected. <laughs> and that's assuming we just keep this 50%, which I think is another very simple change that you make that doesn't require any kind of constitutional amendment, just like the representative doesn't. And you make it such that any representative, they have to get 75% of the vote before they can be elected. Absolutely nothing in the Constitution prevents the states from doing that. Each state can do that. Make its representatives have to get 75% of the people from the district that they're voting in. That's it. Or they don't get a person. That's it. If you had that, just those two simple things, it would all change. See, it would all change. There would be no way to run the system that they have. And of course, having 27,500 representatives up there is probably totally and completely impossible. You're going to need basically a giant stadium bigger than most stadiums where they play the NBA and things like that in, in order to even have them all in one room. And what would be the advantage of that? The advantage of that would be to show the absolute, total, and complete ludicrous nature of how big it is and to pretend that a group of people this big can ever get along and agree to anything. (laughs) See? It would show that this is unworkable. It can never grow this large. If it grows up this large, it needs to be broken up. 
See, it just needs to be broken up. Most states themselves are way, way bigger than what the United States was entirely. There were 3 million people in the entire United States when the country was so-called formed and the Constitution was ratified. That's it. So you're talking about some of the smallest states in the union only have, you know, a million and a half, two million people. They're considered to be joke states. There's nothing there. They have no authority, no power, no nothing in Congress. But that was basically the entire country before. <laughs> and like I said, since it really didn't matter what women wanted or what slaves wanted, uh, you would really have only had a, even a smaller number. You would have had to take in 20% off the three million, Okay. That takes you down to 2,400,000, and you take half of that, it's 1.2 million. That's actually smaller than any state. That would be the smallest state around. That's what we actually had attempting to be represented by the federal government back when the so-called country was founded. You see what I'm saying? The scale is the problem. The scale is the problem. You can't have the kind of scale we have now. And in fact, the scale is so screwed up that in tons of states, the representatives in your state government aren't even remotely like what they should have been at a federal level. Like in Texas, where I live, it's, it's I think 13,000 people for each state representative. <laughs> think about that. So that's basically 10 times watered down compared to what it should be at 1 to 12. That's what it is. It's watered down by 10 times. And that's at the state level. That's at the state level. And see, when you have way, way, way more representation, you don't get the ability to just drown people out with these numbers in these big cities. And that's how it all works. These districts are drawn up and you'll have 150, 200,000 people in a state district. The people don't get along. Well, you're screwed. You get 50.1% of that. You're, you're out. At the congressional level, it's 750,000 people. Well, this is why nothing works, see? This is why. Because to continue to discuss our country as one of a representative republic is simply a complete fraud. That's all. It's a complete fraud. Has anybody you know ever run these numbers for you? Think of all the different media you've consumed with all the different voting and voting is your right and voting so critical kind of horse shit. And we're a representative republic and we got to listen to the people, all that crap. Right. And the most fundamental problem with it is that the numbers simply don't make sense. That's all. They don't make sense. Believe me, if you fix that one thing, just that one thing. The vast majority of all the problems you have with the federal government could be eliminated. They could be because the people would actually have representation. And if the people in each one of their states demanded that the state have even greater representation, maybe one in 5,000, then you would see, again, <laughs> everything change. And the cities need to have even greater representation because they're an even smaller government, even supposedly closer to the people. <laughs> Imagine how it would be different. And of course, I know this is never going to happen. So it's never going to happen because the system won't allow something like that to happen. And in fact, the system could never function with that kind of representation. The system of actual representative government 
doesn't work at scale like this. And that's the whole point, is to show you that, regardless of how many different legal explanations I can give you about why the Constitution is a piece of crap and can never work, fundamentally, I'm just showing that fundamentally, we don't operate under it anyway. Because the most fundamental part of the entire construct of the so-called government and the fantastic freedom we're supposed to have is a total fail and is on display as not, in fact, being implemented. I haven't implemented it for 150, 200 years minimum. See? So I think that that proves beyond any doubt that constitutional conservatives and media are not on your side. They don't really actually care about your vote. They don't actually care about having the people's voice heard. They don't actually care about having a representative republic. They don't actually care about democratic principles. They don't care about any of that stuff. They care about picking up a paycheck and making sure that the people are distracted into a bunch of different dead ends that can never work. They can never work. These Article 5 conventions and all this crap. The only things that need to happen at Article 5 conventions, if we were even going to have one, is the very most important things that have to happen is you have to repeal the 17th Amendment which allowed senators to then be elected at large, in effect, in their states. They used to be elected under the original constitutional system by the state legislatures. Well, if all we'd ever had was state legislatures electing senators and then recalling them when they were not voting the way the state legislators wanted them to, we would not have any of the problems we have now because you never could have gotten the legislation passed. Because all you have to do is look at a map of the red versus blue in the United States and see that the red is controlled massively by states in just sheer numbers. And the senators would therefore be massively controlled by the red. And so it would never be an issue. At best, you'd have gridlock. But you never, ever, ever could have gotten the vast majority of the legislation through. And of course, senators are the most corrupt part of the entire system because there's only two from each state. And so this money gushes in and then they can just sell all of their influence endlessly. And so once again, the entire structure of the Constitution was fundamentally altered based upon lies, no different than the lies they told about COVID. They told about these senator things that tried to act like they were empowering the people when in fact they weren't. The people of the states in a republic were actually empowered by the way the original system was structured so that you had the people's voice in the Congress, which has now been completely eliminated, I just showed you, and the state's voice, which was in the Senate, which was means that the senators themselves, equal number from each state, therefore equal state representation, which was an echo from the Articles of Confederation, where there was no people's representatives. It was all just exactly like the Senate, where each state got two votes, and that's it. <laughs> and the states got to put their own representatives up there. That's basically what they carried over from the Articles of Confederation. And that thing worked to keep the federal government limited. And then once they got the power of the printing press and they could f completely and totally bamboozle the people, 
In one year, they got the 16th Amendment, which is the income tax, and the 17th Amendment, which eliminated the senators from being elected by the state legislatures. And then at the end of that year, they put the Federal Reserve in place. That all happened in one year. Imagine all that happening in one year. See, complete and total coup on whatever the original concept was. On top of the fact that you can't hold a voluntary union together with a civil war. It's totally impossible. It doesn't matter what the issues are. It doesn't matter what the fight's over. It's completely impossible. I've proved that again and again, showing you that only 25% of the people in the South even owned a single slave. And the vast majority of people who owned a slave at all only owned one slave. And that only 1% to 2% of all the people in the South owned all the slaves. So it was basically just one or 2% owned all the slaves. And the vast majority of people only had one slave. They weren't living much better than the slave themselves or just a regular worker. That's just the reality. This was all pre-machinery. People didn't have machinery. You use a lot of human labor. That's the way it is. I'm not defending slavery. I'm, I'm just telling you the facts. It's totally impossible that you got basically 75% of the population to fight to keep control of slaves when they didn't even have slaves. <laughs> and when 98% of the population basically didn't hold any of the slaves, the vast majority of slaves are all held by 1% to 2%. So there's countless reasons that prove the Civil War was not what you're told, but I'm showing you that even if you want to continue to believe that the Constitution somehow survived the Civil War, which is utterly ludicrous, it's utterly impossible to hold a voluntary union together with a war, those are just contradictory statements. But even if you want to continue to believe, in 1913, it was completely and totally over. Completely and totally over. Because by that point, they completely, for all practical purposes, got rid of the constitutional democratic republic setup that was there. So for constitutional conservatives to continue to talk about the idea, the Constitution, the brilliance, and the representative, and we're not a democracy, we're a representative republic, and blah, 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 and leave out the fact that the 17th Amendment completely and totally destroyed the constitutional structure, original structure, they're just not being honest, that's all. And yet you never hear them talk about it. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal men? <laughs> well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. And leave out the fact that the 17th Amendment completely and totally destroyed the constitutional structure, original structure. They're just not being honest. That's all. And yet you never hear them talk about it. They never talk about it. But if you simply repealed that and went back to it, again, you wouldn't have to worry about all these problems. Just do those two simple things. And the whole world will change. And that doesn't even include all the other things I've talked about so many different times.
The simple fact is majorities are not a reasonable system. Simple majorities is nothing in the Constitution whatsoever. Only thing it mentions is that there's a couple of different times where they set a higher floor of two-thirds or three-quarters, both for amendments and, and votes, and they call them supermajorities. And they have that in there, but even those are just floors. Even on those issues, there's absolutely no reason that you couldn't require in Congress more. It's just a minimum. It's not a maximum. It's not an absolute number. It's a minimum. And all these rules with regards to voting, those are all just made up by each state and inside Congress itself. A state could absolutely no problem require that any representative must get 85, 90 percent of the vote in its district before the person can be elected. There's nothing that prevents that. Nothing at all. Same with Congress. They can easily right now require without any constitutional amendment require that every vote requires a supermajority. Every vote requires a supermajority. Why don't they do that? <laughs> Why don't they do that? Because if you go to a district or a part of the country where there's really not a lot of disagreement, where the representatives win 75, 80 percent of the vote and they're in a very safe district and the place is either extremely red or extremely blue, the people are all getting along pretty much fine. The people in the blue states are doing their own insanity and the people in the red states are trying to live somewhat freely. And so having supermajorities be a minimum requirement is absolutely sane once you have these situations where it's so grossly disproportionate in representation. Certainly with the absolutely absurd representation we have now, I think it's on its face a failure to provide any kind of actual representation to me as a basic constitutional matter. But since a case like that can't be brought, and even though it's obvious as hell that when you go from what should be 27,500 down to 435, that I've been denied on its face, I've been denied any realistic representation. And when you then realize that that's not something the people have any right to so-called bring litigation about and continues on and is an issue that's never discussed, it just shows you the fundamental fraud going on against the people. And there are many, many, many other fundamental frauds. But if you're going to waste time with Article 5 conventions and trying to get a constitutional amendments passed, all that really needs to be done is spend time getting the 17th Amendment repealed because it completely and totally screwed up the balance between the states and the other states. The states lost all their power when they did that. That's all. The people in each one of the states lost all their power because it's so easy to manipulate an election as a senator in those states. And that's why those red states get such a bunch of turncoat joker liberals in there as senators, because the money corrupts the system so badly. If you simply brought back actual representative government, as I've discussed in here, at both the state level, at the federal level, at the city level, you'd see all sorts of changes. And it would become obvious as hell that this place, as a single unit, is totally unworkable and has to be decentralized because you can't have hearings with 27,500 people in there who each get a chance to have a say. How's that going to work? You give the guy five, 10 minutes to speak and, and how long are you going to be in there? <laughs> how could you ever get anything passed? How could you ever get a bill passed? You took the current rules they operate with in Congress and you amped it up to 27,500 members like it should be. There'd be absolutely no time whatsoever to get anything done.
which would be fine with me. I'm just saying that it would become crystal clear that the constitutional structure that everybody loves so much and tells me is the greatest system ever invented would be exposed to be a system that simply does not scale up to operate a country with hundreds of millions of people. See, it doesn't scale up to that. It's no possible way to do it. It's an impossibility. It's just strictly a matter of time. <laughs> but that's what representative democracy, representative republics would in fact look like that were contemplated by the so-called founding fathers. And so anybody who talks about the Constitution being this brilliant document that was passed on to us and that we need to get back to, well, if we're going to get back to it, let's get back to it. I agree. Let's get back to it. Let's show everybody that getting back to it is a fantasy, can never work. See, it can never work with this number of people. It's totally impossible. And this is putting aside all the issues I haven't bothered to touch on with regard to the fact that the government does so much more than it ever did in the past. And that nobody would have ever agreed to any of this. Completely impossible. I'm just putting all that aside. I'm just strictly going by, let's look at what was the supposed structure. You had states getting equal representation and the people in each state through their state legislatures putting their senators in there and being able to recall them. So if the senator gets out of line, like Mitt Romney, who lied to the people in order to get elected, like all the other senators do, they lie to get elected. And when they lie about stuff that's important to the people in the state, you got to wait around for another five years to try to get them out of there. Well, the shit's all forgotten by then. And then they just flood the place with money and, and corrupt votes and everything else. Get back in there and stuff for six more years. You can't do anything. That's not real representation for the state. If the state could, as originally designed, simply have the state legislature send their representative up there, if the guy gets out of hand, starts voting the wrong way, they just pull him back. You don't have to wait another six years. The people aren't held hostage to it. See, it would work perfectly. And that's the way the system was actually designed. That's the way it was actually designed. And I'm just showing you that if we actually did what the system was actually designed to do, it would never work in a modern world because it's too big. It's too big. And that's another reality, that representative republics don't work at this kind of scale. They don't work at scale. You know, they hardly work with a couple of million people, but if you almost do nothing like the federal government was supposedly going to do, that it was sold to the people as this incredibly limited government, okay, maybe you could. That's what the Articles of Confederation kept it limited, but that's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to argue anything about the ability to tax and the fake courts and all the other stupid shit they stuffed in there to the Constitution. I'm saying, that's fine. Let's just actually try to get back to true representative republic. Let's try to do that like they planned, okay? And I'm showing you what it would look like. And you can see that it could never, ever work. And you can also hopefully see that people in media, constitutional conservatives in media, who continue to fail to tell their listeners and viewers and their audience of whatever kind they have about the fact that they're pushing something that can never work and we're so far from and has absolutely no connection to what they claim to love with the Constitution, the voting, the representation, the freedom, the liberty, and the voice of the people and all this other stupid shit they say endlessly. I've just proved that it's absolutely no part of what they represent and push is true. See, no part of it because the most fundamental issue, which is you have to have representation, reasonable, legitimate representation before you can have any kind of representative government. And we don't have that. Forget all the lying they do and all of it put aside. Just the simple numbers prove it. 
just the fact that the constitutional structure was changed in 1913 with the 17th Amendment under extremely false pretenses and has shown that, in fact, the idea of a republic with independent states is completely destroyed. And anybody can look at the legislation that's been passed in the last 100 plus years and see that that's true. So I've just shown you absolutely irrefutable proof that what the constitutional conservatives talk about getting back to is a fantasy. What they talk about as solutions is all horseshit and that the problems are way, way, way more fundamental. And if you think this is the only thing, you can go listen to my other show when I said, what can we do, legal man? <laughs> and I explained all sorts of other things in there. But I wanted to make a show that just made it very, very clear to people that there's absolutely no question about it and there's no way to get around it. And what I've shown right now is that the government itself is operating as a complete and total fraud when it claims to be a representative republic. Just shown it. So, so that's it. That's what I wanted to do. And I think I've done it. <laughs> so if you want to follow me, you can. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Crime Review on Twitter. And I want to thank people in Patreon who make it worth my time to make this show. I really do appreciate you guys. You have a lot of integrity. I know you get all the extra shows and all sorts of other stuff, but it's mostly about the fact that, you know, you understand that what I've shown you, what I've explained to you at a fundamental level is valuable and that there aren't other people out there explaining it to people because I just happen to be very, very oddly situated in my life and what I actually did for a living and the way my mind worked and the opportunity to get the internet and the questions I had. And as a result, I saved you a huge amount of time and money and absolutely massive amounts of wasted time. And I've stopped all the frustration. See, once you understand the real fundamental issues, the way the system actually fits together, you're no longer frustrated and confused. Yes, you're pissed, maybe upset, maybe sad, maybe demoralized. I get it. That's true. But you can get over that and you can work with that and try to find some kind of solace or real solutions. As long as you're still confused and have no idea what the real problems are and you're listening to constitutional conservatives and libertarians and other jokers out there in the media pushing bullshit, you stay confused all the time, all the time. And now the people who've listened to my show, and I've got hundreds and hundreds of them now, they understand the way the system works and they're no longer confused. So thank you to you guys who have integrity and step up and kick skin in the game, throw a few coins my way. Thank you. And as far as the movie goes, Jones Plantation, I play Mr. Jones. We're definitely going to have a movie here in April. I know that. I've spoken to Andrew multiple times. Exactly what it means as far as it being released. I think he's still trying to figure out the best way to do that. But it's definitely getting soon, soon. And Jones Plantation was a story by Larkin Rose. I play Mr. Jones, who's this sort of drunk dick plantation owner. And the whole thing is a allegory to show people how they can go from chattel to debt slavery. Exactly what we did in this country. And I think it's going to really be entertaining. I saw the rough cut. It was really good. And the sort of, again, a less rough, but not finished cut shown at a Narcopoco also got a lot of people uh, interested and a lot of good reviews. So hopefully when that comes out, people will like it, watch it. Hope they like Mr. Jones the way I played him. And if the movie makes a bunch of money, then we'll make more. And making movies is a great way to reach people because it's very subtle. People don't realize it's not like beating them over the head. And lots of people will never listen to a podcast, no matter how good the podcast is. They won't read most stuff. They just won't. And so a movie's another way we can reach people. So I wanted to bring that up, give you the update. 
And beyond that, I don't know if there's anything else to say, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up for today. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice time today, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man.